Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Poor Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Dear Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this Monday, August the 9th. So as some of you know, we have a contract with Newsbreak to create short Patriots videos covering the news. And we also started another YouTube channel called the Patriots News Desk. On Newsbreak and Patriots News Desk, we cover the stories around the Patriots and focus on what the media is saying rather than giving heavy opinion like we do on the Dear Pats Nation podcast. For those of you who are watching the Dear, or have been watching Dear Pats Nation since back in 2017, this style means may seem very familiar to you. Uh, we put out anywhere between one to four videos a day, depending on how much new information is coming out. And if you want to check out that channel, we've posted the link in the description below. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play one of our videos from today, and then Connor will weigh in with his opinion. And the video that we're going to be playing today is called The Patriots Can't Afford to Cut Christian Wilkerson. Here, the Patriots have one or two receivers that become media darlings because of their performances. A couple of years ago was Maurice Harris. Dontrell Inman held that spot once. Everybody was begging that Braxton Berrios was the second coming of Wes Welker and Julian Edelman combined. All those guys didn't make the team. This year, the title goes to Christian Wilkerson, and perhaps he'll be able to get past the media curse. Hello, everybody. This is Ray Rout, and thank you for tuning in to the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. In this video, we will be discussing why the Patriots can't afford to cut Christian Wilkinson. So let's start by looking at 
practice on Sunday and what is starting to spark the possibility of Wilkerson making the Patriots. Mike Cadlick of CSLN wrote, Christian Wilkerson, number 17, took advantage of a slim wide receiver room today with Nelson Aguilar out. He was the ball magnet and was targeted by both Newton and Jones all day. Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald gave us a little bit more of a breakdown that we needed. He wrote, Wilkerson hauled in a 50-yard deep ball from Newton during 11-on-11 work against the starters and better yet, took snaps ahead of Harry. Over his six other receptions, Wilkerson won all three slants, a drag route, and beat J.C. Jackson and Jawan Williams. He also flashed his blocking drills using his rock-solid six-foot-one, 215-pound frame to steer defensive backs clear of the play. Hey, if you are new to this channel, don't forget to subscribe so you can get all stay up to date with all the new Patriots news. And if you can, please make sure you don't forget to hit that like button. Obviously, you can't just look at one practice and determine whether or not a player can make the team. But Wilkerson's been performing pretty well for a while. While answering the mailbag on Sports Illustrated's Patriots Mavens, Mike DeBate answered the question a lot of Patriot fans have been wondering, could Christian Wilkerson make a surprise impact on the team this year? DeBate said, while I think that Wilkerson is going to be a long shot to crack the 53-man roster, he is certainly making a strong case. In fact, some may correctly argue that he is deserving of that chance. Wilkerson has been impressive in camp thus far. His skill set would make him a solid depth addition on the, on the perimeter in an X-receiver role. However, the Pats are already getting solid contributions at the X from both Nelson Aguilar and Nikhil Harry. If Harry is moved, Wilkerson's chances of making the team increases dramatically. Also, he's been getting some work on special team drills at one point alongside special teams captain Matthew Slater. My sharp eye will be focused on how the Patriots will use him this week in, in practice and into the preseason. Should Wilkerson continue to demonstrate a dual threat value, the Patriots would be hard-pressed to cut him. Wilkerson's special team play is obviously what's going to pique Patriots fans' interest. Even if you've only been following this team for a couple of seasons, we all know that Belichick loves special teams, so perhaps Wilkerson could carve a spot on the team that way. It's one thing to be good at special teams, it's another to put in the work, and it appears that Wilkerson is also willing to put in the work, and he's looking up to the right role model. According to Alex Barth of 98.5 The Sports Hub, Wilkerson said he's been doing his best to emulate Slater. I'm just trying to soak it all up because he's done it so well for a long time, Wilkerson explained. He's a good guy to look up to. I look up to him in every aspect, on the field and off the field, so just learning everything, end quote. The Patriots have a tough decision because the odds that Belichick will be able to tuck him away on the practice squad again this year is pretty slim. Chris Mason of Mass Live reports that Wilkerson was reportedly receiving interest from other teams over the course of the offseason, but the wide receiver elected to stay in Foxborough and bid his time. He explained why he wanted to stick around in New England. Quote, the way they teach. They teach you the game, the details, Wilkerson said. You know the details of every play. They teach you how to play football, and I just want to be a winner. So I'm here. It's being a winner. End quote. That comment has to be music to Belichick's ears. He's got a kid with some upside and an undetermined ceiling who's willing to play special teams and put in the hard work. Wilkerson will be one of the interesting stories to watch the rest of August, and if I was going to make my prediction, I would guess we see Wilkerson on the 53-man roster by the time the regular season rolls around. 
Thanks to everybody who watched the Patriots News Desk on YouTube and Newsbreak. My name is Ray Rout, and I'll be back soon to cover all the latest Patriots news. All right, buddy. Uh, so what did you think? Like, what, what's your thoughts on Christian Wilkerson after all that? I don't know if you noticed, I was mimicking myself in the, and I was lip reading in the, I, okay. You were right. Yeah. I was sitting there. Just I was like, wait, is he talking? Is he talking during this? Or I got I, confused there. I figured at some point, somebody who wasn't watching at the beginning popped in. So I was just started going. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like, I thought this was pre-recorded. It was. <laughs> all right. So you, you did trick me there. I mean, as as far as him trying to emulate Matthew Slater, you know, trying to to get involved, I love his attitude talking about he he loves the like intri- intricacies of New England, wanting to be a winner. Obviously, it's exact what you exactly you know the statement you're looking for. Uh, and there's going to be somebody down more towards the bottom of the depth chart right now. Obviously, the top three wide receivers are pretty solidified. Number four, based on the training camp and what we've seen so far, honestly looks like it's going to be Nikhil Harry. I mean, a month ago, I would have told you he was going to get cut right now. I don't think that's the case. But there's going to be a number five guy there, assuming they keep Slater as a number six wide receiver, obviously, for special teams. But it's going to be him fighting out against, I mean, who? Trey Nixon and a couple of other guys. I mean, there's a very good chance that Wilkerson makes the team. And, I mean, why not? Why not go with a guy like this who has the right attitude, who's open to playing special teams, who's out there grinding? I I mean, I, I think there's a good chance that he's the guy who steals that fifth spot. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with what I put together today, too, about Wilkerson, not about my performance or about my research, but what when I was putting things together. I mean, I had seen some things about Wilkerson. I'd seen some video about him, but because he right. hasn't been one of those big names, I really haven't paid that much attention. I think the only yeah. thing that could hurt him is he is an X receiver, and they do already have two X receivers, so to bring three of them on, but... I think the fact that he's like working with Matthew Slater, trying to emulate him as a punting gunner and that kind of thing can't hurt. Uh, He could be the next generation of special teams player on this team because, I mean, I got to figure Matthew Slater is done after this season, right? That's exactly what I was just going to say. I mean, this is the time where they need to start planning for a lot of the replacements. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of these guys that are were a big part of the Dynasty 2.0 are getting older. Matt Slater being at the top of that list. I mean, I I can't imagine he's going to be around much longer, but... You know, they they need somebody who can try to at least attempt to fill those shoes. All right, so we hope you enjoyed that video from our, uh, I guess, new YouTube page, the Patriots News Desk. You can see more of our videos over there. We've left a link in the description. Or you can see the videos of me actually speaking it and not just the voiceover over on Newsbreak. Uh, Connor and I have to cover the news and you guys were getting bored on the podcast. So we just started a brand new channel just for that old school DPN, to be honest with you, because it's the way things used to be. Click it here. Let's get going into the rest of this podcast now where it is heavy opinion uh, filled. The Dear Pats Nation podcast, Connor, is a fan driven and we want to let everybody know how they can become the content directors of this podcast. People, if you would like two exclusive Dear Pats Nation streams a month and a chance to be our content director, 
let me take a second and explain to you how you can get those perks. Being a member of the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club gives you the perks to dictate the content you'll see. For only $5 a month, you'll get an exclusive live stream every second Friday. Then you have the opportunity to watch and participate in the tr- in the chat or join Connor and I on the screen to talk to us directly. Outside of the live stream, you will dictate the Deer Pats Nation podcast. From Sunday to Thursday, we post a Q&A post on Patreon and have our Patreon members give us the topics and ask the questions that they want us to talk about. We address every single one on the podcast. We also post the video from the previous podcast for our members to leave comments, and we will address those comments made as well on the following podcast. So come join the Deer Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon and be our content directors and tell us what we should be talking about. We've left the link to our Patreon page in the description. You can also give your opinion and drop a question if you are watching live on YouTube by dropping a super chat during the live stream. All right, Connor. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. Do you want to start with the new topics or do you want to start with the responses from last night's last night's uh, podcast uh let's do the responses okay so again the only way that we you have to be a patreon member for this love vibration nation says guys let's not jump off a cliff yet let's see how bad the injuries are and go from there i would rather not have the starters play a lot in the preseason who i have confidence in not worth the risk few successful stories and that's all i need i know hunter can play Cordona is my biggest concern. He is a military guy. He will bounce back. I also think that Henry may have only gotten a stinger, which hurts like heck for maybe a day or two because it's a pinch nerve, but guys get those all the time. I don't know what happened to Andrews. If you have details, let us know. So with David Andrews, it was his hand. He had an x-ray. It came up clean. They escaped good news. Actually, over on uh, the Patriots news desk, I will be giving updates on the injuries. Hunter Henry, on the other hand, is getting an MRI. It looks like he should be out for most of the preseason. Right. And uh, Joe Cordona seems like he could miss some time, too, and that's actually a big concern for me uh, going into special teams. Right, definitely. I, I didn't see the rest of it, but I did see that David Andrews was going to be all right, which is enormous. You know, we we really need him, obviously. Uh, Joe Cardona, hopefully he's going to be fine because, like we said, there's just nobody else who can play such an important position. And then Hunter Henry, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, his health and durability has been an issue his entire career, but hopefully he's there week one. Love Vibration Nation says, also a weird hot take. I know Cam Newton is going to start this year for us, and he's playing well. That being said, does the scrimmage with the football team give him a chance to engage Rivera's mind regarding next year for a possible Cam reunion in Washington? I haven't even thought that in depth, but my thoughts don't go very deep to begin with. So I'll give that to Love Vibration Nation. I mean, possible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, does why? I mean, if Fitz Magic isn't looking like Fitz Magic during the preseason, do they call up the Patriots and say, "Hey, you got that young kid, Mac Jones? Right? Uh, any interest in sending us Cam Newton? I don't know. I don't. Maybe. Know. My Maybe. whole thing is though, is Ron Rivera had the chance to re- to sign Cam Newton last season. Right. He had the chance to sign him this season and he chose not to. So yeah. I don't know how how eager he is to bring Newton onto his team. Right. And I think Ron Rivera was still the coach of Carolina when they moved on. No. He no, was he gone was, by then? He was gone already, yes. Okay. Love Vibration Nation says update. Andrews hurt his hand. Uh it was a regular season. He could go with it, and you had that had me worried. Yes. Yeah, that's um, all that matters. I mean, preseason, don't push it. Let him take some time off. Love Vibration Nation says, Zolak is the quarterback version of hitting the lottery. 
The next time he trashes the Patriots, he should humble himself and remember he stunk as a player and still got a job on TV for the Pats uh, when he has the face that is uh, made for radio. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, he, he obviously didn't have a good career, but he made it to the NFL and probably made some money there, and now he's making money now covering the Patriots. So that is hitting the lottery, essentially. I hate Solak. Yeah. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, I don't really pay any attention to him. I don't think I even follow him on Twitter. I, I don't listen to whatever station he's on, either 93.7 or 98.5. I don't know which one it is, but I, I don't know. I don't follow him. Uh, speaking of guys I follow on Twitter and like, but your boy, The Wolf, yeah, has been very up and down with his tweets. Like He's very wishy-washy. He won't pick a side and stick to it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been on there. I got a thing um, the other day that said last week I averaged 19 minutes of screen time. So I have not been on my phone at all. What are you doing? Working? Working, man. <laughs> working bad. Well, do you have this Sunday off at least? I hope so. Do you have Wednesday so. off? That's definitely uh, TVD. Really? Even now? You don't know on Monday whether you got Wednesday off? No, I won't know till we close tomorrow night. That's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We need to make more money. Drop some super chats. Connor needs to quit his job. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Love Vibration Nation says, if I were a part of Big Pharma and the company I worked for invented the new migraine medicine, I would 100% take all the tape of Tom Curran saying Mac Jones gets rid of the ball quick, including his post-game analysis with the upcoming Washington game and played on replay in a double-blind study in Boston with 4,000 participants. Nice. So is that what is that Tom E. Curran's thing now? He just says that Mac Jones gets the ball out quick. He's a very big fan of, but he's actually, I got to say, Curran's been a little bit okay with. He's been better. Same with Perry with Cam Newton, except they both made a big deal out of the vaccines, like every other Boston. Like they gave, they gave Mac Jones the pass when he said that's a personal decision, but they all went on on Cam Newton and said, well, he wouldn't answer. So he's, he's obviously not vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Who who knows? They, they all like to pick sides and it depends on the person and everything. Love Vibration Nation just simply says, good show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice of you. Thomas says, sorry, guys. I meant Sebastian is commenting the Patriots game, but with German version on the homepage. Well, maybe I want to watch it in German. That's fair. I I don't know how to speak very many languages, so. (laughs) (laughs) He barely knows how to speak English. Exactly. I I mean, I I know how to speak American decent. Other than that, that's about it. American. I love that you don't even call it English. I can't. I can't even speak proper English. We did get a super chat, though, so maybe I can go into retirement. Shout out, Lucas. Here, Connor, you can quit now. Thank you, sir. I'm calling my boss now and letting him know I will not be in in the morning. Thank you, Connor. Or thank, thank you, Lucas. That thank is you retirement to, thank money you to Lucas. Connor. Yes. Put it, put it in the bank. Uh, Thomas says, maybe they should let Hoyer make the first snap on Thursday. Then he put the sunglasses with the smile. I don't think yeah, Hoyer's going to play a single snap in the preseason, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think there's any real reason for him to because this season would be a just a basically lost season. You might as well give up and not even try if you're going to play Brian Hoyer in a serious game. Well, and I think that, like to be honest with you, with only three preseason, I think Hoyer may have started preseason game one if it was still a four preseason 
game season, but it's not. Yeah. It's only three, and I think I think we're going to see a lot of starters start the game. I think we're going to see the full starting roster on both sides start on right on Thursday night, minus you know guys who are banged up. So I don't think Nelson Aguilar will play. I know he came back today, but I bet you Aguilar doesn't hit the field. Obviously, David Andrews probably won't hit the field, right? That kind of thing. But I think we'll see most of the starters out there. It should be very interesting because obviously before the third game in the preseason, they'd play all their starters in the beginning and kind of have that be like a walkthrough for the season. And then the week four, they play absolutely nobody. But now that it's only three games, I don't know what the new strategy will be. There's a few guys I'm going to be interested to see when they get played in the preseason. Right. Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Wilkerson's another one. Jalen Mills is another one because he has not had a good camp. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. All the only good thing about Jalen Mills is I feel like he's just like a guy that they can maneuver around and like not necessarily have to count on. I uh, love or Thomas says love vibration nation. Cam going to Washington and his career with Rivera could truly happen. But if we got the con- if we go to the conference finals or Super Bowl, I think Cam will retire on a high note. Oh, so he's predicting Cam will retire if we go far in the playoffs this year. <sighs> I mean, I, maybe can I go first. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think so. This is you don't yep. take the kind of salary that Cam Newton did to retire. To be honest, to respectfully disagree with you, Thomas. You take this kind of money because you want to prove you're still an NFL quarterback. He is way too much of a competitor to retire after this year. I think what he, well, I think what you want me to tell you what I think Cam Newton's real goal is. I don't think Cam Newton's goal is to prove that he should be an NFL quarterback because I think he knows he's an NFL quarterback. I think Cam Newton's goal is to make Bill Belichick have to make a decision whether you go with Mac Jones next year or re-sign Cam Newton. I think that's his goal for this year. Right. I I don't think he's going to retire regardless. I think Cam's going to try and keep playing. He's still in his like early 30s, so I, I, I don't see that. But maybe... Maybe because I know he's said in the past, like he's not really, he has the money, he's made the money, he's not really playing for the the paycheck anymore. So possibly, but I, I don't think so. I think he's going to keep playing no matter what happens this year. Thomas says, for sure, I expect us to go to the divisional round, but everything else could be. Uh, there are many improbables you have to consider. Uh, and let's face it, we've not seen these guys together in a real game. So the doubt is already starting to creep in. You can, It's funny how for a lot of people, and I'm not picking on Thomas, there's a lot of the fan base who's been sort of on us like very high for the last two weeks. I've even noticed on Twitter, all of a sudden people are like, you know, we got to be realistic about this team. Like People are almost bracing themselves for the worst right now. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously right now they're just, they're, they're playing practice, although they've ramped it up. Now they're in pads. Now they're going full speed. You know what I mean? So we are seeing as close, close to, you know, actual gameplay that you can, but at this point in the season, you can all, it's like, you can only play the opponents that you're playing. They can only play the practices and whatever that they're scheduled to do. They haven't faced anyone yet. And based on everything we've seen, they're doing very well. So we don't really have much else to go off of based on what we've seen. They're doing well and we can just take that for what it is for right now. See, I am completely set up. I've set myself up for disappointment. I have, you think they're going to botch it? No, no. I mean like I, well, I've set myself up and they do. I'll be disappointed. Oh, right. I have set the bar so effing high. Yeah. Like I am just ready to go. Like I'm roaring for this season to start. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very confident right now that they'll make the playoffs, and then from there, anything can happen. So you and I kind of sw- roll reverse this year, because last year you were the one that was overconfident. Yeah, last year I thought they would walk right to the AFC East Championship again. <laughs> last year you were freaking insane. Last year yeah, you, you picked that them was to legit win. insane. 
12 games before Literally. they signed Cam Newton, 14 games when they signed Cam Newton. Yeah. Said, I remember I was like, I think they could win anywhere between eight to 10 games. And you're like, I got to respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to win 10 games in their sleep last year. Oh, well, maybe in our sleep they won 10 games, but not See, in real life. It, it, then I woke up and they they were 6-10 and 10 at one point or whatever it was. <laughs> Love Vibration Nation says they weren't 6-10. and 10. They finished the season seven and nine. Seven and nine, yeah. <laughs> seven and nine, six and ten. Dis- disappointing. Love Vibration Nation says, guys, I think it would be hilarious for Connor to go to the free oh, Patriots boy. training camp practice and take some footage, then bring the footage back to Ray to edit and comment on. The key to the assignment would be Connor interacting with people in the stands. Okay. That would be gold. Bostonians interacting about the Pats. Should be some nuggets in there. Make it happen, Connor. A uh, newscast might have to give you guys a raise. If I was a if I was in Boston, still I swear I would go. That being said, Ross might have to get drafted for this mission with Connor. He is Boston and a pretty fun dude too. Yep, that settles it. That's what you're doing. Call Ross and make it happen. Time to step up, boys. Let's go. He also added about my last comment. Ross and Connor have to make a promise to each other that they can participate in. Uh, in beers if they must but for the good of the show they should do it after the footage otherwise people get lazy and don't get the job done Connor <laughs> Ross should wear DPN gear and ask random questions to people too the idea has legs hashtag facts it's been asked on Patreon we promised we'd cover it all on Patreon you have to do it now Connor that's a very good point I, it looks like I really have no choice here I think that uh, we should have Gillette Stadium give me a press pass and I should be able to ask questions to all the players as well we can apply for a press pass. We should get one, right? For the two of us. I mean, you'd probably use it more than I would, but I could get on the Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah. You can go in there and uh, ask Bill Belichick the real hard-hitting questions that people are afraid to ask him. Oh, my God. What would you ask him? What kind of ice cream do you enjoy? Something like that. Yeah, I'd be like, so, Bill, what what songs do you listen to to get pumped up before the games? I feel like he wouldn't get our humor. <laughs> he, he might not. Like I it, feel like idiots. He just like he doesn't like stupid people. And our entire shtick is us being ourselves and just being stupid. Have you seen at the Super Bowl when they uh, Jimmy Kimmel sends that guy Guillermo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the times Bill Belichick was just pissed. Dude. He he didn't want to deal with them. But he learned to love him. He yeah, he did. He did. We got another he, super chat here. Oh, oh, amazing super chat to Lucas again. Thank you, sir. He says, can we take a second to acknowledge Nick Folk and Jake Bailey's Madden ratings are 73 and 76. I'm finna throw hands. He is absolutely correct. I've already recommended that they amend this. I think they should both be at bare minimum 99s overall. Uh, I'm trying to get in touch with John Madden himself. No luck so far. No one has answered me. Um, I'd say I've reported to the FBI or somebody in the state of Massachusetts, but they, for whatever reason, they don't like to do their jobs either. I said this the other night. I couldn't give two squirts of piss about the Madden ratings. However, Jake Bailey was done wrong. How do you Big give an time. all pro a 76? That's absolutely ridiculous. However, Terrible. some somebody did explain to me that the way that rating kind of works, it also takes like his speed and his throwing and his running all into consideration. So his punting Which could be dumb. like dumb. Yeah. His punting could be like a hundred. I don't play Madden, so I don't know. Me neither. Um, as for Nick Folk. Dude, I don't know if he's going to make this team, buddy. I'm I'm hearing those rumors. I'm hearing Have you this, seen this, Norton? 
Like he's yeah. everything from everywhere. He apparently yeah. just put it. He got a high five from Belichick at Gillette Stadium on uh, last Friday. No. Yes, he did. He got a high five from Belichick. No. Yes. I got to get the press pass and go talk to Bill about this. Love Vibration Nation. Find me a way to get in front of Bill Belichick so I can question him about him high-fiving this guy, Nordican or whatever his name is. Norden? Yeah, Nerdin, whatever his name. Yeah, Mr. Nerdin. I got a feeling you're going to love him by week one. Eh, if He's got to make the team first. I think he is, buddy. Well, we'll see. We got another super chat here from Ross. Shout out, Ross. Says, Connor lives at the dealership. How will that ever happen? Need to dump that trash job, buddy. By the way, Shades, Rockstar shirt, bud. I agree with all, all of the above statements, and I should make this my full-time job and go to Dwight Stadium and ask Bill Belichick why he's high-fiving kickers who the, he thinks, for whatever reason, should take Nick Folk's job and why he thinks that. Um. <laughs> We need more super chats. We gotta kick off Stadium. Uh, and thank you, buddy. This is—I've actually—I this is a new shirt. I absolutely love this shirt. Nice. Leave it to Ross to notice. Uh, Ross just understands my fashion sense. What can I say? Very much so. Uh, last one for the thing for the uh, feedback from the last show. Then we got to get into the comments people want us to talk about tonight. And there's a lot. Yeah, buddy. And, we're, and we're already 20. This is going to be this. I mean, this might be an hour one, buddy. Nice. Uh, Love Vibration H says, I'm ready to remotely executive produce your show here and there, guys. Just do me a favor and shout out the co-creators. Love is the answer radio show on my house radio FM in New York. Every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Data Transmission Radio in London. Every Saturday at 9 p.m. UK time. And KISS FM Australia every Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. time. Thanks for the plug. We bring the love and the dope beats with no drama. I have heard their, st- their stuff on Instagram. Nice. They play the music I like. The... Nice. So Everyone go like listen it. to it now. Download it. Listen to it. Like it. Support it. Thank you. Co-creators love is the answer radio show on my house. Radio FM in New York, every Friday, Saturday and Sunday, London, every Saturday at 9 PM Eastern time or 9 PM UK time and kiss FM Australia every Tuesday at 1130 AM. Yes. Oh, I just lost our, we just got our copyrights hit. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so today we dropped, uh, a, as we do every day on Patreon, St. August 9th. Tell, I put tell is what to talk about. It's your turn to dictate our conversation again. Let us know what you want to talk about tonight. Could be the Patriots, could be anything. UK nice. Wins Vibe says, can Nikhil Harry have a breakout season? There's no way that he should be traded. He gives the quarterback a big target to seek out downfield against lesser physical uh, DBs and CBs. I think he will have a good season. He is desperate to prove himself and finally looks a bit like an actual first-round pick. What do you guys think? Yes, sir. I do not want the Patriots to trade Nikhil Harry. I want him to be the fourth receiver on the team this year. If he plays even half of how he's doing in practice, he'll be a great fourth receiver for the Patriots. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot more uh, value in them keeping him as a fourth receiver right now than trading him. I don't think they'd get a huge, you know, uh, draft pick in return. So I, I think give him another chance. I mean, this is really, really it. And I think Nikhil Harry knows it at the end of this year, unless he, he it, it's all on the line. He has a good season. The Patriots keep him. They keep moving forward. If not, they part ways. I mean, it's, it's going to be a telling year for Nikhil Harry, obviously. Thomas says, who is the player you wished would play for the Patriots, but it never happened? Ray Lewis. Touche. Touche. Absolutely. I am one of the biggest Ray Lewis fans in the world. I love the way he played. Him and Ed Reed are probably two guys I wish were Patriots. Just absolutely phenomenal players. I love their energy. I just love what they brought. Just two guys I absolutely loved. I'll say Odell Beckham. Because I was always on the Odell Beckham trade to the Patriots uh, bandwagon for like three years, so I always wanted them to get him. I but thought, yeah. you, were gonna, I thought you, you were gonna say uh, you had a weird, you were you liked somebody weird when you were a kid, didn't you? Uh Terrell Davis. Yeah, weren't you a Terrell Davis fan when you were younger? Yeah, when I was real little. Yeah, I mean, like Terrell, like I don't understand why Terrell Davis. Me neither. I, like, I don't know. You were a Patriots fan. Yeah, I don't know. I liked him when I was a little kid. Did you have a jersey? I think so. I think so. You had a Terrell Davis jersey. Back in the day. We'd call you a bandwagon then. I guess so, right? I think Terrell Davis retired when I was like 11, though. Connor's a bandwagon. So were you, uh, who do you play for when you were a fan of his? Uh, Broncos. Were you a Broncos fan? I guess so, yeah. So you were a Broncos so you were a Broncos fan when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? They never beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They're in the same division. Oh, not the oh, sorry, they lost to Green Bay. The Broncos won it. Never mind. So you you were the you son of a bitch. Here I've been saying that you've been a lifelong Patriots fan and you were a freaking Denver fan. I was. I'm still I guess I still am. You still am? I don't know. Terrell Terrell you Davis retired. Terrell Davis retired when I was nine, so you're not a you're not a, a Denver fan now. No, shout out to so- Drew Locke though. Let me ask: Do you soft spot for Denver though, because of Terrell Davis? Um, no, only for Brandon McManus, their really? kicker. Yeah, because he helped me win a fantasy championship. So, oh my god, I have to show respect. Speaking of fantasy, I got to set up the fantasy thing for the Patreon page. Oh yes, touche. Thomas says, thoughts on asking Mike Reese to join you for a show. Why would you do that to Mike, Thomas? Like, why <laughs> That's would a you good say, point. Why, would we put him on the bottom too? Would we stand on top of him just to just to flex our superiority over him? That's true. We, we can't subject him to that. He's a nice guy. Off topic, would you rather stay one year in extremely hot weather like South America or Australia's outback or really cold weather like Alaska or Greenland? Oof. I'm going to Alaska and Greenland. I can't take uh, me the too. Heat. Yeah, me neither. I am just like the biggest puss when it comes to the heat. Yeah, I, anything like when it's really hot and humid, I hate it. I can't stand it. My only issue with living in Greenland or Iceland, and I, I if if somebody's from Green or Greenland or Alaska, and if anybody's from Greenland or Alaska, listen to this. I apologize. Like, what is there to do there besides like ride walruses around? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That might be fun though. Yeah, it might be, but I'm just like, I'm too much of a city kid to, to live there. But if it was temperature, like if I could pick the temperature, it'd be like Alaska, Greenland weather. 
Touche. Yeah, I'm 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 not going to disagree. We got a uh, super chat here from Ross. He says, "Guys, wish NBA Trash Boy good luck in ACL surgery." I don't know what that means. NBA Trash Boy, LeBron. Yeah, is that a person? Is that who it is? I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> Whoever it is, I will wish you good luck in your ACL surgery because Ross told me to. So good luck. I have no idea who. Oh, NBA Trash Boy. There's a YouTuber named NBA Trash Boy. Oh, nice. Good luck to him. Good luck. Good luck, sir. You've confused us. We're we're boomers to the to the core, man. Touche. Touche. Um, okay. For some reason I decided to click off of Patreon, so here we go. All right. Uh, please predict the floor and ceiling of all AFC. This is Thomas. All AFC East teams except the Patriots. Oh, all right. I think the floor for Buffalo is the absolute floor is eleven games. They're not going to lose any more than eleven, and I think the ceiling could be like fifteen, sixteen wins for them. As far as Buffalo goes, I'm going to say the floor is nine. And the ceiling is 14. For Miami, the floor is eight or nine. And the ceiling's probably 13 to 14. Yeah, I, I think Miami's going to be astronomically like volatile. Like, I think they could go like seven and really, really bad. <clears throat> they have a lot of talent, man, but. If two is not good, they're not going to be good. So I think they could be anywhere from seven wins to 13 wins. The New York Jets have a floor of about five. No, no floor of about three. I don't think they'll lose any. I don't think they'll, I think they'll win at least three games. Uh, And they probably got a ceiling of nine, 10. If they, if things go phenomenally amazing for them. Yeah. I, I think the Jets have like a, a floor of like four and like a ceiling of like four. Oh my I, god! Give a little I, bit of respect. Yeah, I, I think the Jets are gonna are gonna turn it around pretty soon. I think they're gonna start being better. I just don't think it's gonna be this year. I mean, I I'll say a ceiling of seven. Shredder Will says, "Did you guys catch any of the Hall of Fame inductee speeches? I thought Peyton was pretty good, and Charles Woodson was a tearjerker. I saw clips of them. I want. I'm gonna try this weekend to go on YouTube and watch the full." Uh, things um it was a good class yeah you know, outside of uh warren sap it was a good class yeah i uh i missed it i didn't see any of it to be honest with you warren sap got in this year right i'm not sure i don't even know outside of peyton manning who got in uh well woodson hall of fame class 2021 wasn't this like a double year? Didn't they put them all into at the same time? Because Peyton actually went in last year. Oh, okay, yeah. Class of twenty twenty one appears to be Peyton. Oh, oh. Oh, John Lynch, Calvin Johnson, Peyton yep. Manning, Charles Woodson, Drew Pearson, Bill Nunn, Allen. F- I guess uh, Sap already must be in the NFL. Or in the NFL, the Hall of Fame. There was something about Warren Sapp last night. They kept talking about Warren Sapp on on Twitter. Unless I was just, is he a Hall of Famer? 
No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Super Bowl, defensive player of the year, unanimous All-American. Oh, he is a pro football Hall of Famer. He's an awful human being. I don't like Warren Sapp. Fair enough. I go at it with him on Twitter sometimes. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> Ross says, top three dark horses in the NFL. Mm. Patriots got to be one of them, right? And then let's go outside of the Patriots. Okay. Um, let's see. I will say the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're the um, favorite of the NFC East, aren't they? Are they? I think they are. They might be one of those teams that that a uh, team that doesn't have a winning record wins it, though. I no, will. I... Go ahead. Outside of that, I will say the San Diego Chargers. And the Miami Dolphins, because the Dolphins could be really good or really bad. I think a team people aren't thinking about is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. They're on my list. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons are on my list as well. And I'm going to say Washington. Yeah, Washington could be very good. They really could. I wouldn't be surprised. If it's magic can get it together, they've got the defense. They do, and they have weapons. Ross has been talking a lot of positive about Pat's training camp. What are some of the negatives or some things you uh, want to see from it? Obviously, the injuries are a little bit negative. Jalen Mills is, is probably my biggest uh, negative. Right. He, excuse me. He has struggled this training camp. He has not really made a big impact. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit concerning for me, especially with Stephon Gilmore not participating yet and injured in his whole contract situation. Jalen Mills is not stepping up the way I expected. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm hitting the panic button yet, but I think that we're we're getting pretty close to having to be concerned about Jalen Mills with the Patriots. Right. Yeah, I, I just started seeing that recently. The only uh, saving grace for that is I feel like he's kind of more towards like uh, – number three cornerback, number three safety. So he's going to be a guy that they can kind of use and move around. So it's not like a lot of pressure on him, but yeah, that's one of the downfalls. And then obviously they need to just make sure everyone's healthy. Cause that's the biggest thing in any team in the NFL. If you're not healthy, you're not going to win. Ross says been a lot of squawking on Twitter about the best all around quarterback recently, Brady Peyton Rogers, and even Eli Manning. How would you rank these quarterbacks in that regards? Also is Eli Manning a hall of fame quarterback? I'll start with the hall of fame thing. If I can, because this is a hill I am willing to die on Pate or Eli Manning is a hall of famer in my eyes. Yeah. I've, I just think that yes, his total body worked in the regular season. He had bad seasons, but he had good seasons as well. You can't blame him for every failure in New York. He's a two time super bowl champion. I believe he was the MVP for both of those super bowls. In my eyes, Eli Manning is a a Hall of Famer and should be a Hall of Famer. And lots of other Hall of Famers like Kirk Warner and all those kind of guys have said that they believe Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. As far as I'm concerned, am I going to – I said this about Brady today, but I'll say it about Eli. Am I going to believe bona fide Hall of Fame quarterbacks or am I going to believe douchebags on Twitter who are grossy clerks? Right, yeah, and the the thing with Eli Manning is that he came through in the clutch when it really mattered. Obviously, during the regular season, he was very uh, up and down, but he had two serious uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl runs, tore through the uh, playoffs a couple times. 
Now, when you're talking about all around quarterback, like all around, I mean, it's a lot of things. If you want to talk about clutch and greatness and that kind of thing, obviously Brady leads that list. But if you talk, if you're talking about athleticism and skill set, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not even close. Aaron Rodgers right. is probably the most talented, fundamentally, athletically quarterback we've ever seen play football in the NFL. Now, right. when it, when you're talking about the clutch gene, winning when it matters, that kind of thing, then it's Brady, um, obviously. But when you're talking, if we're just talking about pure skill and athleticism, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. And then I would probably go Peyton Manning second, Brady third. To be honest with you, if we're just talking pure skill set. Right. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's going to be interesting to see as far as like the, uh, the hall of fame goes of who gets in and what they really look at. It's the same thing with Julian Edelman. It's like, if they look at the whole thing and playoffs and clutch and everything like that, then yes. But if they're looking at just like the, the regular season and stuff like that, then no. So it depends on how they weigh things. What about the, how do you rank the all around best quarterback? All around best quarterback, I think, is Aaron Rodgers as well, man. He's at like his just like talent wise, definitely talent wise, but overall, I'll still give it to Brady. I know I'm biased, but I'll always give it to him. Well, I know I, again, I, I it, it all depends on, on how you word the question because he didn't really word it. If we're talking about all around the best all around quarterback, Again, if we're talking about who's the greatest quarterback, it's easily Brady, and it's not even the rings. Forget the rings for a second. Right. It's the clutch gene, the leadership, the longevity, you know, the the absolute consistency in his football game, all that kind of stuff. No one comes close to Tom Brady in that perspective. But if we're talking about the best all around, and you're talking about from a skill set perspective, yeah, it really Brady's third on my list. It goes Roger Payton Brady skill set doesn't always lead to greatness. You know what I mean? Right. Take, there's other attributes that Tom Brady has. So this isn't even me insulting Tom Brady. But when you look at physical skill sets, Brady's third behind those guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm even looking at people like physical skill sets, like even this year, because obviously every year there's different like top tier quarterbacks. But I even look at people like Deshaun Watson, who's like an absolute beast last year and is just like pinpoint accuracy, can run the football like – decision making like everything there's Aaron Rodgers obviously absolute top of that list it's like it's very different though because these guys are just like physically like and talent wise are like top of the list but that doesn't always translate to wins well because if I said to you take the clutch gene away from Tom Brady right take that clutch gene away from him and now you're just picking on pure physical talent oh yeah he's he's like way down are, are he's gonna take, go way down the list are you taking tom brady you're probably taking 20 no. other quarterbacks in the league this year over tom right. brady from a pure physical standpoint but it, again what come what makes a great quarterback which i think there is a difference between the best and the greatest and the greatest stands over the best just so everybody knows they're not equal par the greatest you're the greatest because you're the greatest um you know like i always say like they make the best chicken but if you make the greatest chicken you're not on par with the best chicken. You're the greatest chicken. Right. Um, you know, when you talk, when you take all the intangibles, Tom Brady, it's not even close. The field's not even close. It's Tom Brady and then everybody else. Let's fight for second place. That's that's probably the better argument. Because to me, it's who sits second for out of that list, Peyton or Rodgers. I think it's right. if it's greatest, I think it has to be Peyton. 
Yeah, Peyton, obviously, he just was phenomenal for a long period of time. Aaron Rodgers has been phenomenal for a long period of time, too, though. But they both have the same reputation of choking in the playoffs. Very true. Very true. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, one rings, but he's still playing. Um, Peyton Manning, two rings. That was it, though. Three rings between the two of them. Two rings, two Super Bowl losses. That's true. That's very true. His second ring was all because of his defense. Completely. Completely, yeah. He was a noodle arm by then. So if you're talking greatest, there's a, there's an argument between those two of number two, the second greatest. If you're not counting, you know Joe Montana and all those right. kind of guys. We're just talking these this list, but from a talent standpoint, yeah, to me it's got to go Rogers, Peyton, Brady. And now again, greatest, it's Brady, and then I don't I don't know tie between Peyton and Rogers. Yeah. Uh, Tom Ross or Thomas says chance of Henry Anderson making the team. Uh, last season, 42 tackles for the Jets. Henry Anderson, when he comes back, because I think he's still out with his injury, uh, is going to be proven to be the most underrated signing on the New England Patriots this year. Uh, Lawrence Owen, our boy who's going to be on Wednesday night, put me in the direction of some film to watch for him. He's an absolute run stopper. Henry Anderson is on this team to stop the run. He sets the edge like nobody on the Patriots. He's going to be the best at setting the edge for the Patriots this season, hands down. Yeah, I'm excited. They went from feast to fam- they went from famine to feast. It's the exact opposite. They had nobody on the line last year, and now they have a ton of people. We were saying it last night. I, I think they're going to cycle a lot of these guys in and out. They're going to keep them fresh, and I think they're going to stuff the heck out of the run this year. Exact opposite of last year. I'm kind of happy that this is the last comment of the night. Friend of the show, Doug Kide. Friend of the show. Says that we are, you know what? Ever since he's left uh, Nesson, him and I haven't had a big fight. Nice. Maybe, good. We'll be, maybe we'll become friends. Maybe we won't be enemies anymore. Possibly, yeah. He said, friend of the show, Doug Kide, says they, that we are waving future legend quarterback Jake Dolagala oh. for his source, Trash or Truth, thoughts. Future legend. I can't believe the friend of the show, Doug, would say that. He's officially a friend of the show in my book. No, and no. Ross was at, called him future legend. Oh, quarterback. He oh, was asking man, if it's not the as reports good of him being released is trash or truth. Oh, and, I mean, I think that they're doing the same thing they already did. They released him. They went out and re-signed him. Now they released him again. Bill Belichick's playing around with roster spots, but he knows he has it circled at the bottom of his list that they have to bring him back. He knows that. I just love that you would just you would you, you take the joke so far that you start to believe your own BS. That's what I love about you, man. I I can say things with the utmost certainty and not flinch. No, I know, but I mean, <laughs> I I know that we're at a point now where you've said it so much that you're starting to believe it in your mind. Oh, oh yeah, I'll tell someone dead serious that Jake Delegato is going to be a phenomenal quarterback <laughs> in the future. Yeah, I, I can tell because you brought up once in one of our conversations, Jake Delegala, in a serious manner. You know probably, I mean? oh, probably, yeah. And I was like, did he just bring up Jake Delegala in this conversation? Guy's seven foot two. How can he not be good? What I don't understand is, is how you'll defend him. But then anytime I talk about Josh Boyce, you just roll your eyes at me. Well, I mean, Josh Boyce, now that I realize that Tom Brady ruined his career, I feel bad for him. And he's he helped us win a Super Bowl. He did. He really did. That was a big, he did a great job on that play. I'm going to message him on Twitter and tell him I love him. And apologize for the, and for apologize the, for, for the, blaming Tom, for blaming him and not Tom Brady for the fight that you started with me over that, over that. I'm going to, I'm going to message him now. I tweeted that out 
about how like you know like i was defending him and shit and i don't know if he misread what i talked about but he blocked me really (laughs) (laughs) after all that after after you went to bat for him that much he blocked you after you and i got into the biggest fight you and i have ever had since we we've started a podcast since then that's messed up after all that he blocked you but i think i was quote quoting what you said about him yep and i think he just read that piece and so he blocked me wow i'm gonna message him and tell him to unblock you well, let me check if he has, because I messaged them on the Deer Pats Nation one. And he liked the tweet. Nice. But I never checked if he unblocked my personal account. Josh. I can't find him now. There he is. Oh, I am unblocked. Nice. I better follow him again. Follow. There you go. Oh, should I should I follow Kendrell Tompkins as well? All these Patriot legends. You might as well, right? Yeah. Again, there's there's a whole group of people who have no idea what we're talking about, and that's your own fault. It's your own fault. Come over and subscribe to Patreon. And uh, I guess with that being said, Connor, I just got one question to ask you. Yes. Tell me about those Patriots. Legit kid. We want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've left the link in the description. But for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Dear Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 